Welcome to the Roncast, where entrepreneurs find killer tips, techniques, and tools to start and growth hack any business. Brought to you by one of Canada's favorite business personalities, Ron Davies. Ron Davies. Enjoy the show. subscribe here I'm gonna give you lots of awesome stuff Um, you need to subscribe and when you do make sure you also do a review and when you do the review hopefully it's five stars but when you do the review please put your email address in there and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send you a Starbucks coffee Uh, we might not be able to hang out today but who knows maybe one day for now hey the coffee's on me so one of the challenges that I have I mean, I'm not a spring chicken, right? So one of the challenges I have is coaching entrepreneurs that are millennial or post-millennial. I get it. There's generation gaps. That's cool. There's a lot of millennials that I've worked with and mentored that are just absolutely amazing entrepreneurs. They've really blossomed. But millennials and post-millennials seem to have the same set of challenges that earlier generations didn't have. Now that said, before you millennials get your collars all heated up, um, I would like to point out that those prior to millennials had different challenges, <laughs> all right? Most of which were around technology. So it is what it is. All things are in balance. Every generation is good and strong in some areas and not so much in others. So how do we take this and make it, you know, how do we turn it into something that we can see where the challenges are? Well, millennials and post-millennials seem to really struggle with getting out from behind texting, getting out from behind the computer, and getting out from behind social media. And I know there are guys that are online entrepreneurs who will argue, well, I don't have to do that because all I have to do is buy Facebook ads and send them to my Shopify store and I get paid every month. That's cool. That works, you know. But sooner or later, wouldn't it be cool if you could have a real conversation with a real human being that did not have the word like repeated seven times in each sentence? Wouldn't it be cool if you could meet another entrepreneur or a service provider that's going to help leverage and grow your business and you could shake their hand and not feel like your hand was the wet fish inside a flesh vice? The point I'm trying to make here is that business school and business experiences, most of the ones we've had have been as consumers, right? We've been the person buying things or buying the service and so forth. All of us have had a handshake. All of us have had a conversation. So why is it that when you're the vendor or the business owner or the entrepreneur that's reaching out to someone, how is it that all of a sudden the communication skills are gone? The interpersonal skills are gone. And if you're dealing with someone like me, who's kind of a, what would be a classic alpha male, I'm just a gentle one, (laughs) a gentle classic alpha male, 
if you're another guy or if you're sort of an alpha female and you give me your hand and it feels like it's a wet, limp, cold fish in mine, man, oh man, I have no confidence in you whatsoever. There's a lot of history to the handshake. There's a lot that gets conveyed in that instant. It's not about who has the stronger hand. And believe me, nine times out of ten, an alpha male is going to give you a little more hand than a non-alpha. But it shouldn't be something that's that dramatically a difference. For example, if you look like a pretty rough and tumble guy, say I've hired a contractor to work on my roof or whatever the contractor does, when I shake his hand, I'm going to give him a nice firm handshake that's very intentional and I'm going to let go of his hand and control the handshake just a little bit, right? I don't need to be dominant. I don't need to do those things. But I do need to reflect that I'm confident in myself, in my handshake. If I give that contractor a wet fish handshake, as I like to call it, he's going to walk all over me. And it's not even that it happens on a conscious level. It happens on a subconscious level that's so deep that he is not even aware of it. Or she. And believe me, I'm not sexist. This is not about men are stronger, women are weaker. It's not about any of that. Because, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I was in Taekwondo and I fought and some women are amazingly alpha. I've got to give them credit where credit's due. And I'm not implying that to be a good female entrepreneur, you need to be dominant. That's not it at all. That's not necessary. What is necessary is to show your customer or your client that you are confident. Do it by speaking with authority. Don't mumble. Look them in the eyes, shake their hands, say nice to meet you, and then their name. That does a couple of things. By saying nice to meet you and by saying their name, you're more likely to remember their name later. By looking them in their eyes, you're showing that you respect them and that you have confidence. How many times I've had, I don't know, a digital marketing guy or a graphics artist that I meet in person because I like to meet the people I work with in person when I can and I get this wet fish handshake and they look at their feet and they mumble something. I'm very conscious of this because I coach and mentor this stuff. So it does not register well with me. My first thought is this guy needs to be a client, not a service provider, my client. So how is your handshake? You know, think about how do you shake people's hands? This is far more important than the first words out of your mouth. It's certainly far more important than your price, right? That handshake, that greeting, those things are important. When I shake um, some's hand who appears to be a little bit more delicate than I am, I usually turn their hand a little bit over mine. So if we're shaking with right hands, which would be the classic handshake, I would turn your right hand so that it's slightly on top of mine. So my hand is not straight up and down like like an axe chopping wood. I turn it slightly. And what this does on a subconscious level to you is I'm saying it's okay if you are a little bit dominant over me. That happens on a subconscious level. It's sort of a a little bit of a submission. 
And I do that to help empower the other person so they can at least have a conversation with me. Because if I give them that full on contractor handshake where I turn my hand to the top and I let go of you when I'm good and ready to let go of you, you're not going to be confident. You're going to be rattled and you might feel uncomfortable with me and that's not what I want, okay? I don't know if you've ever owned a dog. (laughs) Uh, If you've had a dog or maybe you haven't had a dog, but if you've ever seen two dogs meet for the first time, the dogs usually, if they're not on a leash and sometimes when they are, they establish the dominant dog right away. And people are all worried like, oh, the dogs are having a fight. Dogs very rarely actually hurt each other in this initial encounter with one another. What happens is the dogs have a little bit of an argument and a shouting match, which dogs shout by barking. They show their teeth and the submissive dog decides, you know what, I'm going to let this other dog be the boss. Whether it's a male or a female, it doesn't matter. That's the same with people. One of us has to decide to submit to the other or what you have is a scuffle. And the outcome of a business scuffle is rarely the desired outcome of either business party, right? So if you submit or you've got this wet fish thing and you are showing weakness and you don't respect me enough to look me in the eyes at least for a moment and speak powerfully, man, I'm going to walk all over you if I'm that contractor. I might even raise the price and I might reduce the work I do because on a subconscious level, you registered to me as a very weak person and let's face it, everybody's got some sort of basis in being a survivor slash predator. That's what happens. Practice shaking hands with a friend or a family member. Don't squeeze them. So you guys that are hanging out at the gym or maybe you are a contractor and you're swinging a hammer and handling power tools, maybe you have a powerful grip. A handshake is not the place to show off how strong you are. A handshake is the place to show how you can level the playing field, show the other person you are confident, and allow them the latitude to demonstrate their confidence and their assuredness in their side of the field as well. Circling back on millennials and post-millennials, I understand that with the way the world is hyper-connected now, you may not have had as much person-to-person contact on a daily basis that those before you had, like myself. So I would encourage you to practice your handshake. And honestly, the last car I bought was a BMW. And when I bought that car, I did not buy that particular model from the first guy that had it for sale. The first guy that was selling that model, his handshake was so flaccid, for lack of a better word, that I was not confident that he could put the deal together the way I wanted and finish it. I didn't buy it from him. I bought it from a different car lot, from a different car salesperson. This car salesperson actually was a millennial and he had a nice handshake. He was not trying to crush my hand, but he was showing me his confidence. He was showing me that he is competent and capable and willing to go through this deal with me on a subconscious level. Think about it. If someone goes to shake your hand, and let's say you've got a pretty good handshake, and that person's hand is cold and weak, and they just hand you the tips of their fingers, man, that drives me nuts. If I got a handshake 
I want it in my hand. And if it's not in my hand, I'm pulling you in, <laughs> right? And that's a traditional handshake. Do you know what the handshake even came from? Was to show that you were not armed, that you don't have a weapon. It started with knights in passing. The same as the salute. The salute came from knights in passing showing that they were not armed. They showed their hand up high where you could see it from your horse or from the ground. That's where the salute started. That's also where the handshake came from. Millennials and post-millennials, work on your handshakes. And if you're not a millennial or a post-millennial, work on your handshake. If you've got a little bit more delicate person in stature, turn their hand slightly on top of yours, gently, just to a 45 degree angle or so, doesn't have to be precise. Give them a warm handshake. And if they only give you their fingertips, push your hand a little further into their hand. It's not invasive. And of course, your hands should be clean, right? You know, if your mechanic's gonna shake your hands, you might get a greasy hand and that's okay. But basic, basic personal hygiene goes a long way. We're in an era of the coronavirus. So, you know, you got to look after that, whether you're the shaker or the shaky. So that's it for today's podcast on handshakes and conversation. This stuff really matters. Let's do a little bit of work on it. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you review. Have a wonderful day. I'm your host, Ron Davies on the Roncast. That's it for this episode of the Roncast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again for killer tips, techniques, and tools to growth hack any business. We hope you've enjoyed the show.